You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. But it's head on, the story. Easy. It's black and white. It's head on. If you go in with enough force and you fuck it up, then you have to pay more of a penalty. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. It's a head on, it's a head on, it's a story. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 65 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and join with me the return of the boys in the virtual studio. Uh, the OGs, the original co-hosts, Nicholas, the 80-man guild, and, oh sorry, the 80-minute man guild, and Ryan Keith-Clark. How are we boys? We're back. Did, did, did you have to double check it was the 65th episode? Why? You stumbled a bit there. Oh, I did because I wanted to call well, Nick stumbled. the 80. Yeah. I wanted to call Nick the 80 minute man and I called him the 80 man. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. We're back together. The trio, the OGs, we're back. You weak gutted dogs. <laughs> Excuse me, Nicholas. <laughs> what are you calling us that for? Isn't that what Ricky called called uh Sabbat? Yeah, we just called is? you just called Ryan and myself that. Why? Ah, well, you know, if it's good enough for Ricky to call a you know an eleven year old that, I'll call you guys that. <laughs> when did we say that? Who said an it was okay? Year, an eleven year old. <laughs> Clarky was for it last week. <laughs> Were you Clarky? I said the issue. I yeah, I was more for it than against it, but he's not calling an eleven year old. I you know what I listened to it, I went, Clarky's for it. What the <laughs> anyway. I wasn't I was with you, last Nick. week, so I won't comment. I, I, no, yeah. well, you, 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 made a you wanted you wanted to put your two cents in. Yeah, had to. Had to for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a rabble rouser, that's why. That's what they call you. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. The eighty minute man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, how are we, boys? How are we going? Always good. That's good. Yeah, I'm good. That's good, Nick. That's good. Good to hear. Good to be back, Nick. We missed you last week. Oh, uh, yeah. I've had, I've had two weeks off, haven't yeah. I, I think? Yeah. Well, we all had one week off two weeks ago, but that's okay. Never again. Yeah. Never again. We'll, we'll nah. get abused. Online trolls. We don't want... That's not up in this piece. Not up in here. We don't want those. Yep. Wrong. But anyway. Uh, Guilty, last week I, I made a little... I made a little announcement to Clarky, which I'm going to make officially right now for our listeners. Um, in the lead up to the Rugby League World Cup, so this is post NRL and Super League seasons, we're going to have a little preview episode collaborating with Michael Carboni from Chasing Kangaroos. How exciting, boys. Did up for that? That'd be good. Yeah, mate, he's all bored. He's... um. Keen to join up, good mate, Michael Carboni. So, yeah, Clarky, I know you're G'd up. I know you love international rugby league. <laughs> you're laughing at. I might, have to, I might have to do some. I might have to do some research or something. I might. Yeah, what? As long if I get through the episode with picking Tonga and Samoa right, and who plays for who, that's yep. my goal. Okay, done, done. They melt. They melt in together for some reason. I don't know who plays for who. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let's just let's just move on, eh, Nick? Oh, <laughs> oh God! 
<laughs> oh my god. Anyway, let's just move on because that one's gonna be red hot online trolling. But boys, <laughs> boys, big episode yeah. today after Clarky's little um boo boo there. Uh, hey, Clarky, we... just you got to pull that white hat off, bro. That big white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not going to apologize because I don't know which allegiance players, which country players. Are that's from. a bit. That, that's but a bit away. Just where they're from? Maybe the country they were born in, or where they're from. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on. I think you'll find the majority of them aren't born there, but yeah, so I don't right. know which country they align with. Is what you're going. probably right. I'm only joking, Clarky. Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> just settle. Everyone, back to your seats. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, boys, big episode today, starting with uh, the NRL Round 23 recap, as long as uh, as well as the Akasha MVP 321s. This round, boys, was a week of absolute blowouts, marking the highest ever total points scored in a round when there has been eight NRL games. So that's since t- 2007 when the Titans came in. This week sucked. There was one good game, was very good. We're going to talk about it first, which is the Panthers game. And that was about it. And maybe the Raiders game was okay. It's a bit exciting, but the yeah, game... The Raiders game. The Raiders game was okay. There's something was on the line there, but those those middle six games where there was 40-plus points for the winner, Jesus. <laughs> that was a horrible weekend of football, but we'll still talk about it. I guess the ladder took more shape, which we'll dissect soon as well. Um, but there's two rounds to go, boys. So... It's getting to that pointy end of the season, which is very exciting. After the NRL, we will check in around the grounds for all our non-NRL-related rugby league coverage, where this week we quickly look at the Super League after round 24, the Lee Centurion's dominance in the championship division, a massive scoreline there that we will talk about, the round one results of the 2022 NRLW season that kicked off this weekend, and the New Zealand Warriors announced their long-awaited return to reserve grade. So we'll dissect those plans soon as well. The back end of the show is our fan favorite bunker review segment presented by our second beer sponsor, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss the NRL's drug testing policy, allowing the highest bidder to host the NRL grand final and the revival of the World Club Challenge. The boys, round 23. This round's tips, I got six. I went for the dogs just because. Uh, so I got six. Uh, you both got seven. I'm assuming you both picked the Rabbitohs. Yep. So, you know, that yep. was close. Um, Guilty, you're on 120 tips. Clark is on 119 and I'm on 114. Shano, no, sorry. I'm incorrect. Two guys got tens. Two guys got tens. Two guys got ten, but it's not Shano. It's Matt Heldorn. He is our outright leading. Uh, uh, he's outright leading the competition at the moment. He's on 128, and he got a full round, so he's three yeah, ahead of Shano, who's on 125. Interesting. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no catching Marty now. I think it's Mate, done if for. You get a, if you get a full round and you get those extra two points, you, it's yeah, it's impossible when you're at the top end there. Hey, he's got two rounds to go, so you just got to stick strong, Matty, and you'll be right. Uh, Super coach boys, this is the interesting part. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm very <laughs> very keen to hear this, Gildy. So this weekend was the preliminary finals for Super Coach. Uh, 
the the three of us made the prelims. I played Scott's Pain in the Hearse, and I lost one thousand four hundred thirty three to one thousand three hundred twenty five. But the other game, which was much more exciting, was against you two. And it wasn't early. It wasn't early, but who won? Guilty. Clarky beat me by about 50, and at one point, though, he was ahead by about 400. Hey, just out of curiosity, Clarky, were you ever a little bit worried when I was on the comeback? No, nah, not really. Not really? <laughs> hey, he ended up being, like, I got 1,420 or something, and yeah. he got 1,475 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had um, This week, I brought in bloody Cam Murray and Selwyn Cobbo, and they just fucked me. Yeah, they um, buckled. I had... I, I actually had uh, that uh, – I had uh, David Fafita mm. and um, young Tonamapoa. Is that his name? Tonamapoa. From Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that would have put me – I'm pretty sure it would have put me beating Clarkie by about two. Ooh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Clarkie, who did you captain? Uh, Latrell. Oh, so, no. He got, he, he got, he got 105. Yeah. You got 105. He got, Guilty. He went well, but I, I captain Hines, so he got 130, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad, but Nick, you lost, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too bad, I lost. Hey, shut up! You lost too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're with me. You're equal with me. Who, who's pain in the house? Is that Scott Gray? Yeah, I think so. No. Okay. Yeah. So you can go message him and um, start bantering. But look, Clarky, last yeah. year I made the final with Mitch. And uh, I lost, so you need to get a victory for the boys here for the sideline story. Yeah, okay, all right. But it. you got your PB, you said this is your personal best one four seven. Yeah, oh, it'd have to be close, man. I'm awful at Supercoach, so 1475 that's massive. Oh, listen to him, guilty bloody hustler. I'm not really good, I'm not really good. It, just made the final. It was, yeah, <laughs> you know what, like it was. As soon as I saw Tarpane was playing, I go, I could be in trouble here. And then Tino has a week off and comes back and hits a 90. Mm. Bloody hell. I tried to buy Tarpanay back because I thought it was going to be out for longer. But anyway, won't get into it. You know, that's, that's it. when you when you say if I was worried, I, the only time I, I was worried if Tarpany pulled out at the last minute and then I would have been like, fuck it. Mm. Mm. But boys, more importantly, in our second comp, I'm in the grand final. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you two Good aren't. Job. So, hey, you two aren't. Hey, what, hey whatever. I am. No, you're not. Yes, you're I in am. bloody. You're in the minor premiership finals. Like, doesn't count. Go away. Yeah, it does. No, it. <laughs> is it the plate? The plate final, or what do they call the plate? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, the Stelpit final. final. So the, get that up, yeah. It's the Stelpit final. <laughs> um, I'll like be winning a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games, Nick Gill. I, go, I thought you were going to say something else, then. What, 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 what was he going to say? What was he going to say? Uh, Say it, Nick. Doesn't matter, no. Yeah, of course. Uh, no yeah. way. Yeah, no. you bitched out. You bitched out. Um, <laughs> I'll be playing. <laughs> I'm you know gonna be what play- I was going to say. Yeah, I do, I do. Uh, I'm going to be playing <laughs> Dino DK. He defeated Rob's Canterbury champs 1,446 to 1,239. He specifically messaged me <laughs> to highlight the score there because he wanted to shit on Rob. But anyway, Dino DK, I'm coming for you. If you're not first, you're last. That's the rule. So I'm going to win that comp, boys, for the sideline story, for the boys. But anyway, let's move on from fantasy football to real football. The NRL ladder. 
after round 23. The Panthers are first, 40 points. Cowboys second. And Sharks are third on 34 points. The Storm are fourth on 32 points. That's the top four at the moment. The Eels are fifth on 30 points. The Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Broncos are sixth, seventh, and eighth on 28 points. The Raiders are sitting outside the eight on 26 points. The Dragons, Sea Eagles, Bulldogs, Warriors, Knights, Titans, and Tigers round out 10th to 16th. Interesting stuff, boys, to note here. Penrith. Can have Canberra played... actually make it? I know they're only two points out, but can they make it? They can. I'm going to explain it now, Nick, if you hold your horses. Okay. You're in trouble. Um, some notes for this ladder at the moment, boys. Just keep in mind that we've got two rounds to go. So Penrith have already claimed the minor premiership. Uh, they're going to be presented the shield at their next home game, I believe, is this week. Mate, Cronulla, you'd expect that they they be resting players from this point onwards, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would be. Who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cronulla and North Queensland, they have locked themselves into the top four. They're not moving outside. Uh, they might move positions, uh, but they're not outside the four. So they get a second bite of the cherry come finals time. Parramatta, guilty. They can realistically crack the top four here. So they need to win both of their games. And Melbourne, who are currently fourth and are two points ahead of Parramatta, they need to lose both of theirs. Now, the Storm and Parramatta Eels... The Storm have got the Roosters this week, who are red hot. Yep. And And then they've got um, you guys. In the last game of the season, we've got the Storm. So So you need to win your game this week, which is against the Broncos, which is a clutch game. Clutch game for the Broncos. It's a clutch game for both of you, really. Like, you guys are pretty safe, let's be honest. Like, you guys are making the – you guys are going to make the eight. But you'd be going for the top four, obviously. So, if you guys beat the Broncos and the Storm lose to the Roosters, which is a very, you know, it's 50-50, then you guys could crack the, t- crack the top four. Very interesting. Mm. Now, to answer your question, Nick, about the Raiders. So, the Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Broncos are all in danger of dropping out of the top eight. The Broncos are a bit more vulnerable because their for and against is is 21 as opposed to the Roosters and Rabbitohs who are on 100 plus. The Raiders, they're in ninth spot and they're two points behind both, uh, sorry, all three of those teams. So for and against could play a big role in the makeup of the eight or the finalization of the eight. But Canberra need to focus on winning both their games. They need to win both their games and they can because they've got Manly and... Who's the last one? I think it's the Knights. No, not the Knights. The Tigers. I think they've You'd got. Expect them to win. You'd expect them to win both games. Well, they've got. Yeah, they've got bottom sides, and for the Roosters and Rabbitohs, <clears throat> what is it? They're they're playing the Tigers. They're playing Tigers at Leichhardt over the last game of the. Oh, it's a clutch game. That's clutch. Clutch venue too, mate. For the Roosters and Rabbitohs, if they win one game, they're they're sweet. Difference there is if they lose this week, both of them lose this week, then in round 25, they play each other. So that so there's a possibility they could lose both their games. One of those teams will lose both playing, games. We're playing the Cowboys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you could lose to the yeah. Cowboys and then you could lose to the Roosters in the, the week after. So you're in a vulnerable, you, you guys are in a vulnerable position as well. But the Broncos have the yeah, Eagles well, and then they've got <laughs> the Dragons away. And they're not playing great football. So if the Raiders win both their games, they're going to ruffle the feathers. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. 
Yeah, we we spoke about it. We spoke about the um, ladder last week. I think we went. I think we looked at it very basically because we were just like, oh, Roosters are Roosters are eighth, so they're the most vulnerable. But obviously, someone, um, someone who listens to the podcast pointed it out to me that that yeah, it's a lot closer than what it is. All and we've it's shown that this week where it's just all of a sudden flipped on its head, and it's like, oh no, now the Broncos are vulnerable. No, well, they lost by fucking 60 points. And, like, they're falling against his shot because of that. Yeah. It's craziness. And really, at the end of the day, like, would you would you both be shocked if we lose both, like, if the Rabbitohs lose their next two games? Like, and it all of a sudden puts the Rabbits massively vulnerable. We've, yeah. got, the, we've got the hardest run home. Well, yeah. And the, Roos, and the Roosters lose, obviously. And, and Para. But I think... I think but Para's like safe, though. Yeah, para safe. Para, uh, okay. With the, with, I'm, I'm, I'm picking. Oh, I know we're going to pick two picks later, but I'm picking the bunnies this week versus the cowboys. It's interesting. Mm. It's going to be very like those games. There are going to be so interesting. Well, they should be on paper, as opposed to what because happened this the, week. The, Fuck. the cowboys could probably rest a few players as well. Like if they're smart, they're going to make the top four. I guess. They want to be in the top two. Is it a chance that Cronulla can jump the Cowboys? Yeah, of course. They're, they're both on 34. So yeah, right. you know, the, that, the Sharks would want a home game. I know the Sharks are, are playing well, and I, I wrote them off early, but I just see the Cowboys being a better team. That, that's just my opinion. It's good this year. Like like I said to you, you boys during the week that this round sucked because it was reminiscent of – 2021 football, which I disliked. I didn't like that that style of football last year. But the difference with last year to this year is that there are contenders that, you know, if they play well, they're going to win. They're going to win their games. Like there's a chance they could win. Just they've got to be on. Whereas last year, you knew that you knew the top four teams eight weeks out from finals. You yeah. know what I mean? So, Wait, you know, it's weird this week though. Like last year, it was because players got sent off or got 10 in a bin and then a, a team would just storm over the top with that, those players out. Yeah, that didn't the, happen really this week. It well, was just blowouts. Yeah. But it's also the touch footy rules they had last year that burnt me. Couldn't stand it. But anyway, it's going to be interesting, boys. Very interesting. The, the last two weeks are crucial. Those sides that are in that vulnerable position is crucial. Uh, the fight for the top four is important. Um, but to the bottom of the ladder... Now, those middle games, those those teams that are coming 10th to 12th, maybe 10th to even 14th, it's just not, they're not interesting anymore. But the battle for the wooden spoon is because realistically, the Titans and Tigers, uh, it's, up, it's up for grabs for them. Now, the Tigers for and against took a major hit this week, losing by 66 points, which was wild. Uh, but... Let's say hypothetically the Titans and Tigers decide to win both of their games over the next two rounds, and the Knights and Warriors lose both of theirs, then there's a chance that they could win the spoon, the Warriors and Knights, but I'd highly doubt it. Let's just say it's between the Titans and Tigers. So my question to you boys is who's winning the spoon? Mate, I reckon that the um the Titans are actually playing pretty good footy. Like if you watch their game, I know they 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 lost, but I thought they played good, to be honest. Yeah, like, it was it was, it was actually pretty exciting. Stretches. 
It's actually pretty exciting. Yeah. Where, 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 where the Tigers just looked putrid. Mm. The, the, Tiger, the Tigers will get the spoon. They're, they're, playing, they're playing the Dragons and the Raiders. Yeah. And um, Titans have got Newcastle and the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- like I the think Raiders, so. the, the Tigers aren't... They're, they're not winning either of those games where mm. the Titans can win both of theirs like, quite comfortably. Mm. Lots of, um, you know, disappointed DMs from Tiger supporters after that game, which I don't blame them. Mate, last year the dog was in that position and it sucked. Like we lost 66-0 to the Manly Sea Eagles last year and I didn't even watch the game because I was I was busy actually and I saw the scoreline and went, well, I'm glad I didn't watch that shit. Like how a Tiger supporter could withstand 80 minutes, like sit down and watch that complete 80 minutes is a miracle. <laughs> Because it well, was James Tommy, I couldn't even do it. So oh, we will. <laughs> you almost we, got there. We will. We will get into <laughs> it now. Let's just let's go through these games, boys, as best we can. Obviously, we're going to start off with a bang, and I thought the round was going to follow on. However, it was the complete opposite. But either way, game one, the first placed Penrith Panthers defeated the seventh placed South Sydney Rabbitohs twenty six to twenty two. Uh, like I said. Uh, it was the game of the week. It lived up to the hype. And the Panthers snatched the late victory over a red-hot Rabbitohs outfit, Clarkie. That's fair to say. Uh, and like I said earlier, they've claimed the minor premiership trophy for 2022. But Clarkie, this was easily the game of the week. I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Easily the game of the week, mate. It was... It was a really, really, really enjoyable game of footy. Like it was, it was a good amount of points scored. It was the it was a good amount of defense. Like we we threw a lot at the Panthers and they held a lot out. They they got a couple of obviously Stephen Crichton's try was was lucky, but then at the same time, Liam Martin probably should have scored three. scored himself a hat trick. Yeah, but um. Yeah, there's not much to be disappointed about. Like, they are the best team in the comp for a reason. The, probably the most disappointing thing is the fact that they they still are able to beat us with like none of their halves playing. Mm. Or James Fisher Harris. Or James Fisher Harris. That just um, I thought it was a masterstroke having Appy coming off the bench. That um, when he come on after that first twenty minutes, he just. Carved us, us the pieces. Spencer Leniu, he was he was enormous as well coming off the bench. He he, he didn't do his trademark drop ball, which yeah. is <laughs> which he always comes on fired up, runs off the back fence, runs twenty meters and then drops it. Mm. So he didn't do that, which was obviously pleasing for Panther supporters. But um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't. I we. <laughs> I bag the guy out almost probably probably not every week, maybe every second week. Mm. I think would be fair when when I bag out Jackson Paulo because I I don't think he's first grade <laughs> standard, but I, I don't want to. I, I, I honestly don't even want to talk about it because I think he's. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to listen to this podcast, but he's he's copped enough grief over the weekend, so we'll just leave it at that. I think Wait, if, um, did, did, I'm happy to talk don't... about it. <laughs> Just on that, yeah, I, I don't even think he, to be honest, man, I don't think he played that bad. Really? No, I don't, man. I, mm. I've seen players play way worse than that this year. Mm. 
Yeah, look, look, Nick, he he made three or four like crucial errors. However, in saying that, the death threats from apparent Rabbitohs members is fucking appalling. Like, who's who is messaging a player for dropping the ball and saying, I'm gonna kill you or I'm gonna come after you? Or, that's fucking ridiculous. Okay, I'm gonna throw something out. I, I just want to know what your guys' opinion is. Look, yeah. if I'm a first grade footballer, I'm not. I'm not fucking bringing that to anyone's attention. I, I ignore it. No, I think it's become a thing, Nick. Now that you call them out, everyone's starting to call them out, and that's worldwide. Yeah. Worldwide, yeah. call them out because it's it, it realistically like that's that's not right. Like I'm gonna kill you because you dropped the ball. Fuck me, dude. Yeah, some 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 twelve year old on on Twitter or whatever it is. Who cares? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, guilty. I'm like, like, yeah, it could. You don't even know. You don't know who it is. Like, well, apparently there's a hundred plus death threats. That's the thing. (laughs) It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, like, but in saying that, but to to Gildy's point though, how many of them come after the fact? It's still, it's not right, no, is but, it? Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's, 100 seems ridiculous. But you, I reckon you'd find it to be, he gets 70, the media tell everyone about it, and then another 30 go, oh, I'm fucking go on there and death 30. Like, <laughs> that's just the mentality. But that's the, the people who would do this. Mm. The mentality is, oh, well, fuck, everyone else has done it. I'll go and do it. Hey, oh, bloody South supporters. <laughs> I'm trying to find, I don't know whether you guys have got it. Did, um, oh, I don't have it, but Alex Johnson's response on his Twitter account. I don't have Twitter, so I can't pop it up, but that, that was good. He's just, he's come out and he's called, he's called all the people who've made the death threats losers. And if you can't gamble, then it's not, it's not our fault. Like you're just, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, his, resp- his response to it was good. Yeah. How many tries did he score? Johnson, another two. Man, so what did that? Like, I know I'm changing the topic a bit, but what what did what's that brought him to now? Where, who's he beat now? He took over Brett Stewart with that. He's seventh tries. now. He's coming seventh. I'm I'm pretty sure he can beat a couple more this year. Yeah, he can. He can end up at fifth if I'm not mistaken. Not even looking at the table. Hold on, I'll get it up now. But he... no, that's right. No, no, you keep talking. I'll get it up, mate. Um. Dylan Edwards, guilty. I'm going to ask you while Clark is looking for Alex Johnston's try tally. His obstruction, the obstruction ruling where the NRL gave okay, him right. the green light. What did you think of that? Because he scores. They they they, they, looked, they gave a try, they looked at it, and they cleared it. What do you think? Oh, man. Look, it, it, by the letter of the rule, the letter of the law, it's not a try, but... There's no way that any of the South folks would have stopped. The well, that's try. the thing. Like he goes, he's like but, the. But man, hmm. the letter of the law all year has been that's not a try, so it yeah. shouldn't be a try. Mate, I'm 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 leaning more towards what you're saying because, like, they've been inconsistent with with it this year. Let's be fair. And yeah, but I mean, they, and they can't be if they, they just left it as black and white. Yeah. It's a not a try, and that everyone's happy with that, that because it was a no. He's at I, it. I did it on purpose. He's at <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a bit of B and W. I'm t- I'm torn because yeah, like you look at it and you go, well, the last eighty seven of them that have happened this year have all been no tries. 
but then I look at it and go, that is a try. Like in the real in the in the game of rugby league, the way it should be played, that is a try because mm-hmm. I think man, it was a defensive. I think it, I think it was a defensive decision. Yeah, but he's run at the wrong shoulder, man, and that's that's the pro- like, that's just that's just the way it's been. You can't run at that shoulder. End of story. Yeah, yeah I know. Anyway, um, so Alex Johnson, according to this, he's on one sixty three, equal with the snake Brett Stewart. Mm-hmm. Terry Lamb is one sixty four, and Andrew Eddinghausen is one sixty five. Hey, he'll be both those blokes. So he'll be both. Well, he'll be both of them this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then he'll sit. So if if he surpasses them on one sixty six, he'll be ten behind Brett Morris. So Which, he won't beat that this year. Where will he be? Fifth? Will he be fifth? <laughs> that'll that'll make him fifth. Yeah. Okay. He'll mm. be a twenty-eight-year-old as the fifth. <laughs> That's mad. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's so good. He's gonna like dead set. I'm not dropping this. If he surpasses Ken Irvine, they need to commemorate him somehow, some way. That's what they need to do. And yeah. that medal is, you know, it's only four years old. Like they brought that Ken Mate. Irvine medal in in 2018. So it's like, you know, if Alex but, Johnson but is the best, forget. people forget he, he's played for Australia. Alex Johnson hasn't he? Yeah, 2014 or yeah, 2015. So, and he's, and he's, he's, about, he's, he's just, uh, it's funny because he's not like, you know, when the fox gets away, he's blinding and you can see it. You go, fuck, he's fast. Mm. Alex Johnson doesn't seem that fast to me, but he beats players. So he yeah. obviously he's moving. He's a bullet. He's actually a bullet. Yeah. No one talks about him, but yeah. like, 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 nah, like I said, Ado Car or Jason Saab. Um, Guilty, I want to poke the bear a bit. We were yeah. discussing. So, for those that are unaware, our listeners, when we do the three two ones, Guilty Clarky and I discuss them. We put forward our three two ones, and then we, if there's a, uh, if there's no alignment, we discuss who's better, and then we come up with a collective three two ones. And this week, uh, you put forward Latrell Mitchell, and Clarky and I just laughed at you. I want to, I want to yeah. understand why you put him forward because he was, he made a lot of errors in this game. I'll tell you why, I mean, because he's the one who kept them in the game. And not only that, if they don't allow that Dylan Edwards try, South win, and I'm pretty sure we're picking more South players in the three, two, one. Okay. Oh, well, that's all right. That's, a, that's pretty which, which which South players would you pick? Would you have picked who were playing better than Latrell? Like Cody definitely Walker. not Murray. Murray had a Murray Cody, had a shit. Cody game, Walker. Cody Walker. Man, I thought Cody Walker was mate, look, the facts are I'm pissed off with South, right? The oh. reason being is that <laughs> No, I am, right? They should they should have fucking won this game by 20, right? And you look at who's playing. They can, I don't think you can have a better South other than Tom uh other than Burgess, you can't have another you, you can't have another player out there that's any better than what South put out there. Um Hawkins probably played better than Ilias last week when they smacked uh Para. Yeah. Um look, man. You've got no the, the halves from from Penrith are Salmon and what's his name who's going to the uh, the Sullivan. Dolphins Sean Sullivan Sean Sullivan Sean Sullivan man come on man seriously the the, the Penrith are just seem to be South bogey team like South uh, Paris bogey team like how can you how can you not win that game uh, I'm with you guilty Clarky what do you think Yeah it's hard to argue I thought Campbell Graham was good I threw him up as Maybe getting a point this week, so I thought he—I thought he was our best, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing, but yeah, Latrell, 
Latrell, yeah. I'm not going to argue that he was probably our best, but fuck, he made some errors and done some stupid things. Help it. I'll tell you what, if, if that's the worst he plays in the next couple of games, if that's he got it out of his system. And, man, look, to be honest, he's been pretty much perfect for the last couple of weeks. But, you know, in, in earlier years he, or earlier games, he has had a few errors in his game every now and then. Mate, if that's the, the game that he's got to get out of his system, they, they still almost won, you know. Yeah, 100%. Well, Guilty, let's move on to the Akasha MVP 3-2-1s for this game. Okay. Like was discussed before, Aki Korosau coming off the bench, carved up. He gets three, Liam Martin probably could have had three tries. Who was defending against him on that side? Oh, good question. Was it Kolomitangi? Or is it? Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I know it's Isaiah Tass. He was the one who missed, the, he missed that no. last tackle. He's got to be better. They've got to be mm-hmm. better. Uh, Dylan Edwards, man. I thought when you were asking me the Dylan Edwards question, I was going to say just how well, you're going to ask me if how, how good I think he is. How good is he? Oh, he's mad. Uh, he's he's a standout right now. Like I thought that uh, Isaiah Yo would be sort of more dominant. But, mate, how good. Man, seriously, he's a, he's a top five fullback, Edwards. He's awesome. He needs to find um, a heritage of some sort to play in the World Cup because – he, I don't know how he's not making rep sides. He's, he's just that. Play reps. He's just that player he's that's behind someone. Yeah. yeah, wrong era for him. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, all right, boys. These next six games they're going to be interesting. We're <laughs> probably really quickly wrapped up. Game two, the second place North Queensland Cowboys defeated the thirteenth placed New Zealand Warriors forty-eight to four. Uh, the Cowboys bounced back from their loss last week to humble the Warriors in Townsville. The Warriors can't play away. That's the way I look at it. Mate, the biggest uh, talking point which uh, emerged this morning, Clarky, you brought it to our attention. Tom Dearden ruptured his testicle and he's out for two to four weeks after having emergency surgery. So, mate, that's that sucks. <laughs> that shit's uh, that. Yeah. That's not good at all. Mm. Um, what do you say? Mate, if you, you, you only need one, mate. Real men only need one. <laughs> <laughs> mate, um, yeah, look, I hope he recovers. They, 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 they're obviously worried about him playing in week one of the finals, which is, you know, three weeks away. So he's in that bracket of mate, potentially missing one or two, even two games of finals footy. So hopefully he's back for that. Mate, um, that's, that's, that's big for them because I think that they're a funny, look, man, don't get me wrong. Like, again, we've talked about it plenty of times. I thought they were going to come last this year, but they're the kind of team, they don't have that dominant half. Like I guess drink water sort of dominant, but yeah. mate, they need both those guys on the field. They need, they need did and, and um, Townsend Townsend on the field at the same time. They're that, they're just that type of team. Do you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. Because who, because who comes in? What do they move drink water into the halves yeah, and put have to. the hammer at fullback? Or? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, mate. Um, one thing I I appreciated in this in this match in the fifteenth minute. I don't know if you boys saw. Uh, the whole crowd gave a standing ovation uh, for a, for a minute for Paul Green. I thought that was really nice. Really, really cool yeah. um, tribute from the crowd. And I heard that that was crowd-driven too. Like that wasn't announced over the speaker or anything. 
That's what I, they said I, on the coverage. Is there a reason why it was the 15th minute? Do we know why? I don't know. Yeah, no, no idea. I never found it. Oh, 2015? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. You're right. Be, yeah. That's what it was. You're, yeah, that's why you're the brains. The brains trust, Clarky. <laughs> Mate, um, there's not much to talk about in this game. This was I thought I thought the Warriors I thought the Warriors were good <laughs> in the first twenty, Nick. And that was yeah. it. That's it for me. Mate, what about the nanite tackle? Oh uh, who was that on again? <sighs> good question. He's coming low. Like, he's coming low and he's attacked the knee of the guy, the player. Mate, he got a fine. Oh, I'll tell you who it was. It was Aiden Fanua Blake. That's who it was. He got a fine. He got eight hundred dollars fine because that's the second time he he's done it. A, he, he shouldn't have got a fine. He should have got weeks. Mate, everyone's blown up about these third man no momentum tackles where you go for the knees. The 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 the, the grey area is that they're not cannonballs because they're above the knee, but it's bullshit. It's a it's a no, dirty no, no. tackle. I, I thought he came in at the knee. At the knee, right. he didn't the, hit above the knee. The the the, the pun- we've spoken about this before. The punishment needs to be worse than what it is now. A fucking fine for nearly like you know potentially injuring someone's knee. Like it fucking like a knee injury, you're out for months, potentially a year if you get an ACL injury. It's a joke. I don't yeah. like it. I, I, I saw a few tackles throughout the week where blokes. They are the third tackler. They come in and they grab around the ankles, and the other guys push over. And, and it's 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 not it's not the shoulder driving pressure into the knee, which is what Nanai did. Yeah, he's yeah he's driven in, which is a joke. They need to fix it up somehow. But again, more grey area, more reaction to the action, and blah blah blah. That's just the game of rugby league, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They need good. to fix it up. But yeah, Nick. I've got nothing more to add here, unless you've got something else. I'm happy to move uh, on. I was going to say that, buddy, New Zealand or Auckland, as I call them, um, <laughs> they, they, what's going on? Like they, they smack a team last week and then they come in and put that up. Oh, I, one of my mates, he goes, oh, do you reckon I should put a bet on for this game to be close? I said, the Warriors beat the Bulldogs who are like just throwing the towel in. I go, the Warriors can't play away. This is going to be a slaughtering. And it happened. Like, they can't play away when they're at home. Like the Warriors are impressive. They they put in for their home crowd. I guess because they haven't been there for three years. But no, nah, they're and the last thing I was rubbish. going to mention on this one: is how how good do you think uh, Joey Lalua is feeling? Right now? Oh. <laughs> he could win a premiership or a wooden spoon. Hey, hmm. Starting in the second row for the Cowboys lately because I think Tom Gilbert pulled out injured, or there was a family reason. I can't I can't remember why he wasn't playing, but mm. yeah. Anyway, three, two, one. Shall yep. that? Go for it. Yep. Mate, Townsend three. How good's he going? I bagged him so badly this year. <laughs> <laughs> Online trolls. Uh, yep. Well, mate, I didn't. Uh, Val Holmes two. <laughs> um, mate, there's talk about Val Holmes not playing. Did you guys mention this last week? Val Holmes not playing for Australia. Yeah. Cook Islands, Cook baby. Cook Islands. Oh, Val, what are you doing? Idiot. Hey, uh, whoa, Tom whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Why is he an idiot? Mate, because it's it, what well, be play for a team that's going to be competitive. Like seriously, you know well, what? When you come to the end of the career, in four years' time, when you, you know it's iffy whether you get the spot or not, go and play for the Cook Islands, mate. Tier two. That's that's so wrong on so many levels, eh? Nah, it's not. Nah, no, it's not. he's right. I like no, it. he's a current Australian centre, mate. He won a 
He, he, all right, fun fact. You ready for this one? In yeah. 2017, he scored. He yeah. played for Australia. I don't know if you know yeah. that because you probably didn't know that. On the wing. You know, on the yeah, wing. that's right. On the wing. He scored six tries of the game, which is the most anyone's ever scored in an international test ever. And you he won a World Cup Cook for Island, him. Did it? Do you huh? do it against Cook Islands? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think he did it against Fiji, to be fair. But anyway, um, he has won a World Cup for Australia. Yes, he's yes, he's still in prime prime um, form, and he wants to represent Cook Islands. If he does it, why is that bad? It's not a bad thing. Out of, out of all the ones that I've heard, like Papali, Papali, out of all of them, ju, ju, sorry, Junior Paulo, mate, he's the one I am a little annoyed about the most because the other guys are, you know, they're replaceable. Wiring Val Holmes, he, he's. He's an Australian player. Oh, anyway. you, you and Clarky need to go. This nah. like one-eyed Australian. Australia's the best. Oh, fuck! It burns me. I hate it. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm Australian, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much racism today on this episode. Oh, anyway, who's number one? I who's to play for us? I want him. How's that racism? Yeah, you're racist. No, no. Oh, no, that's it. You're racist. Who's who got one point for this game? Cowboys Warriors. Ah, uh, roll ruptured testicle. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Next. Next. Game three. <laughs> um, the fourth place Melbourne Storm defeated the eighth place Brisbane Broncos. 60 to 12. 60 to 12. Unbelievable. Um, the Storm's fourth victory in a row was an absolute annihilation. Uh, the Broncos have not beaten the Storm at Suncorp in over 14, sorry, 4,900 days. It's a long time. A very long time. Can we talk in normal terms? It's a long time. <laughs> I think 4,900 4, days, 4, days is, uh, is more dramatic than uh, however many years that is. It's a lot of years. But yeah, anyway. 13, 13 and a half years. There you go. 13 <laughs> That's and a half still, years. If I hear 13 and a half years, I go, that's a shitload of time. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put it into months. I should have put it into minutes, actually. Yeah. Um, so, boys, put a thick red line through the Brisbane Broncos for the 2022 Premiership. The 50-point curse has struck them. There I it is. In, I believe in the it. curse. I said it. <laughs> I believe in the curse, boys. They will not win. It is real. The Rabbitohs were close. They nearly did it last year and beat Penrith. However, they didn't. Just a sick reminder for you there, Clarky. But Brisbane's done. That's it. They got pumped. Mate, the only the only player that played well for Brisbane was Corey Oates. Yeah, he did, and he scored a you try. Know, and he's, and he's not signed again. Weird. I don't understand what's going on. It is funny, isn't it? Because yeah, if he signed, if he had re-signed, I don't think he'd be playing that well. <laughs> just just put him out there. Uh, it's that playing mate, for contract. This is the form. most he's ever scored. This is the most amount of tries he's ever scored in a year, and he's been the. Brisbane's not look in fairness, Cobbo's on the other side and Cobbo's in super form. I didn't I know he didn't, he didn't do too much in this game, he made a few breaks. <laughs> but man, Oates, mate, he's been the best winger in that team all year, I reckon. That's my opinion. Oh, I thought Cobbo got pumped in this game. Yeah, he made a few, he made a few good runs. Mm. Yeah, mate. The storm. Corey, They're another team. Corey that is- Sorry, the core, the core, one thing on Corey Oates, his carry on after that trial was a bit much. Yeah. It was like, it was like 50 to six when he scored a try and he got up <laughs> pumping his fists. It's like, come <laughs> on, mate. That's, 
Mate, if one player's allowed to do it, I thought, you know what, he's doing those shit carries out of his own half, all half, and then he scores a try. I, I, I'll give him forgiveness. Yeah. I don't care yeah, if he That's doesn't. fair enough. Mate, the Storm, along with the Roosters and Rabbitohs, so they're the three clubs that are hitting form at the correct time of the year, I feel. <clears throat> the Storm are just, you know, Gilda, you said it. They're starting to get their players back systematically. They're, they're just hitting form where no one's really going, oh, the Storm... The storm of like contenders. About, I was just going to say, what about Belmy mixing it up? Like, just put on, just put the team that's going to go out there. Stop fucking around with the numbers and he's gone. You know, he, he's gone. Smith playing lock. Put him at lock. He's going full Brian Smith from the yeah. from the from when he was at Parramatta. It doesn't love doing that. Just put him on there. Mm. Anyway, boys, I wanted to bring one thing up. It's an off-field topic. Uh, it's about Cameron Munster. Now, a report emerged this week, which is valid, validated by his manager, Braithen Nastar, that they knocked back, that Munster and Nastar knocked back the Storm's contract extension offer. So, Nastar said... 1.4, was it? 1.4? I think it's 1.3. Yeah, so, right. Nastar's basically said, we're going to market. We're not taking anything. Like we're not accepting anything from the storm. We're going to market, and the dolphins have come out and said we're getting you on November one, and you so- we're signing you for one point three million dollars over four years. So that's five point two million dollars if the if the figures are correct. Mate, yeah. does he want does he want longer than four years? Is that the is that the sticking point? I'd say so because the storm. Well, the storm fucking going to kick him out, and they're like, oh, he's seven hundred k or six hundred k because you did a line of coke last year. And that's it. Like, and you're no good. And he had a bad year last year. This year he's been insane. And I'd picked him to fire, and he has. So because he's he's doing a Todd Carney year where it's like he's you know sobriety. What, is, what storm? What have storm offered him? They didn't say. We don't know. No. Okay. Hey, they they, they Brayton Astor said that they've they've upped it. And the original offer was around seven fifty because that's all they had left in the tank. And he also said, which was interesting, he goes. Well, the storm prioritised those other players over Cameroon, you know. So he sort of indicated that, you know, they're unhappy with the storm. Yeah, yeah. they're a little salty. Mm. But he also, he also, because that was mad when he they were speaking about that on, um, because that's some insight that you never see. You don't normal player agents don't hold press conferences. Um, yeah. What yeah, what I found interesting was that um, he said that the, that they'll take unders to stay at. Sorry, it would take slight unders to stay at the store. What's that, which what's that mean, man? What's slight well, unders? I think that means I think mm. that means like the mill mark, which is still what you guys are saying, three hundred thousand dollars above what his original contract offer was. Mm-hmm. Man, he's gonna I think you're right, Clarky. I think like Clarky, you said it when he had a, that stupid press conference, Cameron Munster, that pointless one where he's like, I'm staying at the storm next year. I think you're right. I think he was always it's like it's it was pointless, and that he was always going to leave the storm. I think he's going to go to the Dolphins, albeit it's for twenty twenty four. But mm. doesn't matter. He's he's going to go. And look, Clark, uh, guilty. I just heard you say like you asked what he's worth. I think he's worth the one point three million dollar figure. He'll be the highest paid player. What's that? What do you reckon? Oh well, he, if there's the, ca- the cap's on, going up if, too. Keep that in mind. If there's play, there's players out there on one point two, and he's he'd be better than all but one or two of them. So yeah, one point two, one point three. 
Yeah, yeah, man, he's the he, him and Latrell are the best two players in the game right now. So, mate, if he's worth one point three, there's no way the Storm can keep him. Um, I'd just be curious to know um, about if there's another team because they said there's four teams. The Broncos pulled out. Yeah, but there's a, they, they said four teams. So the dog, there's another. I reckon team. the dogs. I reckon the Bulldogs are gearing up for him. I reckon the Tigers. I reckon the Tigers are as well. Like they're not going to get him. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna offer him a contract. Yeah, they've got Mate, the know money. What? Look, I know they lost by seventy, right? But if you were Happy Coruscant coming next year, you've got. I mean, uh, Papa Lee. He said he's he's going right. Um, mate, Cameron Munster. Just just say for argument's sake, they offered him one point five for five years at the Tigers. Do you reckon mm-hmm. he'd go? No, no. I think I think the fact that they said that he'd take unders to say the storm. I think it's a, I think he's only going. He's either staying in Melbourne or he's going to Queensland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not coming. To Sydney. Why the fuck? Why the fuck would you go to Sydney? Yeah, you got to spend on a house. Be yeah, way, true. be way too much for him. Like, yeah, he just yeah, it'd be chaos for him. He'd have to fuck. He wouldn't be able to drink a beer in fucking Sydney because it'd just be. Just pandemonium. Oh, he's back on the grog. It's fucking all falling. He's falling off the horse. Yeah. Well, boys, I'm happy to move on. Gildy, unless you've got any more points about the Broncos Storm game, which was a shocker. I do. I do have have a point. (laughs) Give it it to us. Gildy again, making this an extended podcast. Here you go. (laughs) Harry Grant. What's the go with Harry Grant and holding the players down, man? I, I was watching the game. I was sending you videos. Yeah. Do you guys agree or not? Of course. Oh, the Storm, the whole team do it. But it's just, yeah, it's not just mate, Harry he's Grant. He's the worst. Do you know who the two worst players in the comp are? I've decided. My opinion, obviously. <laughs> Harry Grant and the hooker from Cronulla. They never give the players space to just get up and play the ball. Braley. It's a tactic. It's a oh, tactic. Mate, they should... They, but I've noticed Braley's been sent off a few times or, you know, given 10, which is good. But Harry Grant, man, seriously. Oh, well, he's got the Melbourne jersey on. Oh. He's got the Melbourne <laughs> number nine jersey. So annoyed. They thought it was Cameron Smith, but they weren't. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've just bagged the shit out of him, Harry Grant gets three because he had a blinder other than doing that. Um, even though Clarkie disagrees with this one, uh, Big Nelson had a blinder in the second row. Yeah, almost did. unstoppable. Yep. And um, Justin Olam, I thought he was better than the week that they were crying that he was. The, you know, they were talking about how great a center he was. He was better this week, I thought. Mm. Yeah, they pumped the Broncos. It was embarrassing, and they're not going to win yeah, the he got, over, he got over his uh, opposite number, Olam. Katoni. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Who's gone into the abyss of nothingness now? No one's talking about Tony Staggs. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. game he four. Plays for Tonga. He plays for Tonga, yeah? Yes, he does. Yes. He good. Very well done. There's, uh, just write that on your little list there of Tongan and Samoan players and put okay. a tick. Very good. Game four, Guilty. <laughs> Be happy about this one. Fifth placed, yeah. Parramatta Eels defeated the 12th place Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 42 to 6. Redemption from earlier this year. The return yeah. of Mitchell Moses was massive. I thought he displayed some dominance and some uh, steel, I guess, for the Eels uh, in front of a near-sold-out Combank Stadium, which was hectic. It, uh, the only reason why every seat wasn't sold out is because the members for Parramatta didn't turn up. That's the only reason. But they got 27,000 yeah, right. there. It was awesome, awesome atmosphere. Uh, you won the jersey bet again. 
uh, I bet you feel vindicated and validated for going for oh, the, man. Look, the look, Eels. A bit of payback. bit of payback. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah look, um, there were still a lot of errors in this game, Dan. What do you think? I just thought that you guys turned off for like maybe five, ten minutes in each half, maybe five minutes, uh, which gave us a little bit of a sniff, but we just couldn't attack your line. Your, your slide in, like the Parramatta Eels slide and defense was fantastic. And you guys executed when it mattered and had a great counter attack game. And it was all energy this game. I think the I think it helped um, being in front of a, a, a Parramatta Eels dominated crowd. I think that helps a lot. But your game plan was executed better. And, you know, Mitchell Moses coming back was massive for you guys. Mate, I don't, I don't think we necessarily win, but if we play with that energy against South, it's, it's not, it's not a, a boil over like it was last week. Yeah. They, they, they play with good energy. I don't, I don't know. Look, and, yeah. you know, man, honestly, I thought that, um, um, the, the right off the bat, even if the first kickoff, um, the Eels forwards, you know how Brad Arthur always goes on about chasing contact. Mm. Well, if there's one time it happened, mate, they they put the poor Bulldogs forwards in this game. I don't think they were ready for nah. a bit, that aggr- that kind of aggression early on. Which is what happened to you guys when we played you the first time this year. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. I think it was. I think I was worried. I tipped the Bulldogs just because I got no no more like um, stance in our tipping comp. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll pick the Bulldogs. But I always knew Parra were going to win because it's like, all right, redemption round. We need to, we need to win for the finals. And they, they they had something at stake. So they went, you know what? Let's go. The Bulldogs, I think they've lost three in a row now. They're just, ah, we're done. That's what it looks like now. Like they, they had a good game against the Cowboys three weeks ago. And then the last two weeks, they've been shocking. And I think it's just like, oh, well, just finish the season out. We're going nowhere. We're not going to get the spoon. They're in that little period of like it means nothing now. So it's a bit disappointing mate, because you want your team to go yeah. out and win games just for you know just for some pride, but not meant to be. Mate, Nia Cora went after Tavita Pangai. And yeah. then Junior Paulo decided I'm gonna have a bit of a crack at uh Pangai as well. And mate, you, that that's the thing. You need that guy to be on. And he wasn't on. And he yeah. helps you when he is. And he was off for bloody like, you know. I think he he started the first fifteen and came on the last fifteen or ten. Like he didn't have a big stint either. So, I think he was a bit unfit. Yeah, probably. But okay. I think I think now the the gloss of Mick Potter's like wearing away. I think a lot of these players like Burton and TPJ have come out and they're all g'd up about Cameron Serrato com- coming in. I think they're just waiting for him now, and then they're gonna ride that wave. So see what happens. Oh, but actually speaking about coaches, guilty. Trent Barrett is going to be the assistant for Parramatta next year. How do you feel about that? Well, if he if he he's, if he assists Para like he assists Penrith, that'll be great. If he assists Para like he coached the Bulldogs, not so great. Mm. Apparently, be he's, uh, Brad be Arthur fine. has said that. Apparently, Brad Arthur's indicated that he's releasing all control of the attack to Trent Barrett. There you go. I think you'll be fine with him there. Yeah, you know I mean, I I, I know I'm he. Not, was... I'm, not, I'm not too worried, man. Look, he's a, he's obviously a decent coach. Do you know mm. what I mean? He just it's hard. Some coaches just are better as assistants, and he might be one of them. Mm. I've got nothing more to add here, guilty. Unless you have some things to say about this game, I'm. You know, I think the only uh, thing not, I can not, say is not, not really. Josh, I think the only thing I can add is Josh Adokar got found out 
I think the Eagles did well by exploiting oh, mate. the way he hits in and they just went, oh, we'll just kick it over him or we'll spread it quicker. And he, his defensive decisions might be because he doesn't trust his inside man or like swoopies or he's just, he, he bites. Mate, at he one knows. point he was on the other side of the field. Like they've obviously said he's got a little bit of a license to roam, but man, I think you've got to, you, you can't do it all the time. And he was, he was in field a lot. You mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I thought that uh, even though I thought Karaz played pretty well, when he got butched on the sideline there, when he was going over the sideline, that hurt him a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he got concussed nearly. Fuck. Big Sivo. Mm. And, uh, mate, other than that, I just thought, you know, look, I mean, the, Har- well, the halves played well for Para off the back of just aggressive forward play. And that's just what – that's that's how power play, and that's – as long as they can do that each week, I'm happy. But we'll see next week when they're up against Payne Ars and Flegler. That'll be interesting. Jeed for that game. That's the That should be the game of the week, but we'll see if uh, this week's anything to go by. Um, three, two, ones? Yeah. Clarky? Yeah, go for Sean Lane, three, mate. Uh he just played he, – I think he's been our most improved this year. Not that he's been a bad player ever, but he looks he's, he looks like one of our best forwards right now. Uh, RCG, like I talked about the collision before, he went after it. And Isaiah Papali, he won. Uh, the reason Moses and uh, Brown didn't get points, easily could have – mate, it just they play off the back of those blokes. Mm-hmm. They look good when they're going forward. I want to see those two guys, whenever they're in trouble or going backwards, those two guys stand up. Boys, game five, the third place Cronulla Sharks defeat the 11th place Sea Eagles 40 to 6. The Sharks win their fourth match in a row against a hapless Manly team on a five game losing streak. This is the first time the Sharks have beaten Brookvale Oval in the past 14 years. You like that, Guilty? I changed it to years from days. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be around 4,900 to 5,000 days. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? Yeah. So 14 years. Yeah, so that's 100. 5,110 days. There you go. You like that? Yeah, Clarky didn't use a calculator for that. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> he is a human calculator. Yeah. Uh, look, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of shit about the Seagulls happening off-field that we'll discuss in our bunker review. Uh, but even injury-wise, Gerbo, he's out for the rest of the season as well as Ruben Garrick. They're both injured. I think Gerbo broke his hand and Garrick, I don't know what he did. Um I don't remember what he did, but they're both out. That doesn't help their cause to. Does that you know. does that uh, does that affect Jerbo uh, with regards to uh, Australia selection? No, I think he's out for three to six weeks. So yeah, right. yeah, so yeah. But anyway, the Sharks. Nico Hines, I thought was you know st- he, he's such a natural footballer, and he stood out here. But Matt Boylan played just as. It was really hard to to, to break, uh, to break the difference between the three two ones because we've picked Nico Hines as our three and Matt Moylan as our two. It was, it was neck and neck. They 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 played awesome, but the Sharks rolled them. They were, it should have been fifty nil, really. <laughs> like it was a shit game. The, um, it's funny, like you looked at the Ford stats, and even though. Um... Hamlin Newelli absolutely smashed Kieran Foran in a tackle. Mm. And I think uh, Royce Hunt, he he had a few good runs. None of them got over 100 metres, I don't think. Didn't have no, to do they it. Didn't. Yeah. didn't have to do it. <laughs> but yeah. their, their back five always do enormous amounts of work. 
Yeah. Hey, I've got I've got a, a confession. Okay. I'm coming around a bit. I'm coming around a bit on Ronaldo. Get away. Go away. No, you're not. No, I am. I am. I'll tell you why. Because I've been listening to a few of the things he's been saying in the media and, mate, I like him now. I've changed my mind and I'm happy to say I'm wrong. What's he saying like in the him. media? What's he saying in the media? Uh, he just came out recently and they, he was asked about the uh, uh, the Pride jersey for Manly. Yep. And he came out and said that he's religious, but he's also got mates who are um, who uh, bat bat that way, yep. <laughs> and, um, and he would play for them. So I like that. You know, I think that well, was. Uh, I was no, actually really no shocked. Good. I was really shocked that you disliked him earlier because they reckon he's one of the best players for like charities and stuff like that, which you probably didn't know, Nick. But that's why I liked he's him. Just, he, the reason I didn't like him is because he's always whinging and carrying on and yelling at sideline reps. <laughs> but, Fair enough. You know what? Maybe they deserve to be yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll speak about that soon with James Tamau in the Tigers game. But yeah, look, I want to ask you a question actually, because actually, Clark, this is from Clarky, because um, we spoke about this off air. But are you now that you're a fan of? Mulatalo, are you starting to wane off Olakuatu a little bit? Uh, mate, still think he's a brilliant player. I just think he's a bit of a tosser with regards to the uh, the gang stuff. signs and that. Like, seriously, yeah. grow up, mate. Get a haircut. And, we'll, do- and- <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> We'll talk about that soon. We'll talk about that stuff soon. But, yeah, the game itself, boys, <laughs> whatever. Mate, it <laughs> Is this- was a shit game. <laughs> Does the, this the sum up the whole game? And then at the last minute, Cherry Evans scores in a shit in a set. Oh. End of story. Does this sum up Manly's Manly's night though? <sighs> Josh Schuster plays forty nine minutes of football. He makes two hit ups for fifteen meters. Yeah, uh, what's he doing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, where, what, what were they feeding him the ball? You know, like it's. Just... Mate, you know what's funny is when Cherry Evans and Foran were together. I know it's been a, they've been around a long time, man. They those two guys are super representative players, man. I just don't understand. They just don't they don't own the game anymore. They're just too they're, like Cherry Evans is a funny one because he comes out in Origin and he'll he'll butz it. He just doesn't take control of the game. Like he doesn't do like Jackson Hastings. When Jackson Hastings is at the Tigers, he wants the ball in his hand. Neither of those two seem to be demanding it, and they they need someone like that. Right now to do that. Mm. Guilty. I've already um, spoiled two of the uh, MVP 321s, but please, the catch MVP 321s for this one. Okay. Nico Hines, three. Matt Moylan, two. Man, who's the, who's the reserve half that uh, Cronulla have been using? Trindle. I thought, I thought Trindle's been playing really good last couple of weeks, but Matt Moylan comes back and he just adds another dimension. Eh? Like People forget he's played for Australia at fullback. He's a good player. Mm. When he's on, he's on. Um, maybe he's off the nose. Who knows? But anyway, um, <laughs> then you got um, not that he ever was. I don't know. I'm just uh, speculating. Um, and then you got Lockie Miller. How good's he going? Yeah, he's going. He's going well, Nick. Yeah. That's that's his second game at fullback, and that's the second hey. time we've given him points. I'd I'd say I know that they like uh, Dykes, young Dykes. But I'd say Miller's a little more explosive. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I agree. 
Or Cade Dykes is injured now, actually, but only for a little bit. Oh. Boys, game six, the sixth-placed Sydney Roosters oh, defeat the 16th and last-placed West Tigers, 72-6. to <laughs> Clarky, your favourite game. Um, this was the Roosters' final game at the SCG, uh, which reflected a cricket score after they won their sixth game in a row to dish out the 50-point curse, my favourite stat, to the Tigers. Uh, Sam Walker, here's a couple stats. Sam Walker got 12 from 12 in conversions. Very impressive. Nat Butcher got four tries. Uh, I'll just throw that. Nick, Nick, leave him alone, right? He's a child. He didn't do do anything. He's a child. Anyway. (laughs) Nat Butcher, four tries. Uh, Clarkie's favourite English outside back, Oliver Gildart, made his Roosters debut after an impressive five tries in reserve grade last week. Clarkie, that's your stat. I just want to ask. Hey, just, just on that, just on that, mm-hmm. mate, why are they bringing back? Why, what, what's Momorowski done wrong to get rid of him? I don't think he's a good defender. Is Gilbert better? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Gilbert uh, scored five tries where he just caught the ball last week in reserve grade and fell over the line. It's not like <laughs> he was this dominant five try haul where he's doing it with 100 meter tries. Mm. But Momor- Momorowski must have been injured because I was at the game yesterday and he didn't play. Oh, yeah, yeah there you go. Mate, I, I reckon it was a a bit of a uh, a punch in the face of the Tigers. Like, seriously, come on. Mm. Gildart. There's got to be someone better than him. <laughs> a question I got for you, boys. Do you think the Roosters will be the most informed team come finals time, if they qualify, mind you? Uh, this is it, who have they got this week? They've got the Melbourne Storm, yeah, and then the Rabbitohs. That, that's that that's the game of the round for me, and I that that'll tell us. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough, mate. I think if they qualify, they're gonna they're gonna ruffle some feathers. That's what I think. I reckon. I reckon currently that with the Storm playing the way they are, and with Munster at fullback, which I really like, and the the Tigers, and and look again, I've I've. Uh, I've criticised Tedesco. He's in a purple patch right now. He's playing really well. I don't care what they say. He's not the best fullback in the world, but he's playing well. <laughs> you can't give him that, can you? No, I can't <laughs> because he's not. Uh, who is? Ready? Latrell Mitchell. Is that right? Plenty, man. Uh, no, Trebojevic is the best. But anyway, he's not Sorry. playing right now. Sorry, he's injured, Nicholas. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, nah, this is – there's nothing more to say here besides this point, boys. James Tamau. He was sent off with one minute to spare after calling Ben Cummins fucking incompetent. He now faces a two to three week ban, which effectively could mark his retirement from the NRL. What did, what did Brandon Smith get? He got three weeks. Mate, do you think he honestly deserves one to two weeks off for that? It's one. I, I think it's one. Well, he got two. He's getting two weeks. If he if he plays early, it's two weeks. Yeah. Well, then, man, he should fight it because it's not it's not a two week offense. Do you maybe, think maybe one? If he week, takes yeah. out the if he takes out the fuck and just calls him incompetent, does he get sent? Well, he got he got Sinbin, then he said that, and then he got sent. He got sent off. But if he just turns around and says you're incompetent. Do you reckon he gets sent? Or is yeah, that I think so. Big? I think so. Initially, he got 10, didn't he? They, got, they said you're off. He, 10, wasn't it 10? And then he changed it? Yeah, because off? because he called yeah. him. After he got 10, he called him fucking incompetent. Then he goes, well, you're I'll off. Tell you what, if, there's one, if there's one referee that 
is incompetent, fucking look in the mirror, Ben Cummins. Oh, here we go. Online no, trolls. No, no, no. The online... calling the kettle black. Online trolls. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. What well, doesn't help? Yeah, you know, well, actually, no. Tamo does get deserve two weeks. You know why? He deserves one for calling him for saying that in general, and then he walks, he walks away, and then starts walking back towards the referee. Yeah, but you know what, man? He's the captain. No, nah. no. You're you gone. can't walk you're back. You can't off. walk towards. You can't walk towards a referee like that after you get sent. You've got to run off. I've said that before. You run off. That's, he's the captain. He's the so captain. I agree with two. <laughs> he's got sent off. It doesn't matter he's whether the he's the captain. He shouldn't have been sent off. He should have got 10. He did uh, get 10. He did get 10. Then and he got sent for being a scalper. Fucking incompetent. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you ever- know what? He's right. The bloke is incompetent anyway. Oh, my God. It was a bad call, but <laughs> it was a pretty it shit was a call. Sick call. It was a dreadful call. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think he deserves two weeks. Well, did you hear what Phil Gould said, boys? What did Phil Gould say? So he says this. I'm gonna I'm gonna caveat it by saying that he's 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 stupid for saying it. He said that yeah, it deserves you know one to two weeks, but because James Tamiel's a clean skin and he's going to retire, maybe like you know just 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 brush it. It's like shut up. (laughs) You can't you can't talk to the refs like that. So no chance. He's not. He's not retiring. He's not being offered a contract. There's a difference. Exactly. It's such a stupid thing to say. I just wanted to bring it up and highlight how dumb that was. But anyway, guilty. The three, two, ones for the Roosters, Tigers, annihilation. All right. Um, Angus Crichton. Did he score three tries or two tries? Two. Two. Ran for some ridiculous amount of meters as well. Yep. He gets three. Uh, Luke Keary, who had a blinder and is the real... I think the real driving force between between uh, the Roosters he, since he's come back, haven't they been better? Yeah, I, I've always liked Kiri. He just had a little bit of a shit form period. Like the Roosters are in this position of you know fifth to eighth because they had a little a shit go in the middle of the season, and yeah, he's they're, they're hitting the, the form at the right time, Guilty. Yeah, and um, Nat Butcher gets one with a four try haul, and and mind you, running excellent lines. Who's he coming for? Who's injured that Nat Butcher's starting now? Tupanua. Tupanua. Mate, what do you do? Who's better? I sort of oh. like Nat Butcher. Nah, I like Tupanua. I like Tupanua. I like Tupanua so, so much better. I've got a funny feeling Tupanua, like Nat Butcher's making Tupanua expendable if uh, if the if the Roosters want to do any more salary cap sombrero stuff. What's um what's four tries called again, Dan? Uh oh Break. shit. No, no, no. It's uh, what is it? A brace is two, a hat trick. Uh, oh my god, you've put me on the spot. Can someone find out for me? I'll find out. You find out for me. I'm gonna move it on. Okay. Hold on. What the hell do I type in? What's, <laughs> what type is in what, full tries called? Yeah, type that in. Type that in. No, nah, I'm gonna wait. Hold on, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna build up some suspense here. Come on, Clarky. You're the human calculator. No, I've got nothing. Oh, I'll find out. I'll find out. Hold on, hold on. I just figured it out, Clarky. I figured it out. It's a hall. H A U L. 
Hall. Oh, a hall. Hall of tries. Hall. What's five tries? No, don't uh, worry about it. Don't. I don't remember. Bloody Oliver Gildart. would know. Yeah. He would know. Let's just call it a hat-trick brace of tries. Or a double brace okay. for four. Okay. Game seven, boys. The 10th place St. George Illawarra Dragons defeat the 15th place Gold Coast Titans 46 to 26. Dragons broke their three-game losing streak in a, I thought was a high-scoring and exciting affair at Wollongong. Uh, to keep the Titans in the battle for the spoon with the West Tigers. Boys, after Francis Molo got sent, I thought it was game on for the Titans because it was 30 to 26 at that point. But the Dragons buried them with 12 men. And yeah, the game itself was just all attack and no defense. But that's what made it kind of exciting. But yeah, Francis Molo, swinging arm. He's got four to five weeks suspension. Is that fair? He took it absolutely. Yeah. It's almost like a punch. It's almost he punched him. It wasn't. Is it the first time he's done something like that? It, it, was it like isn't. Is it? jaw, swinging a swinging a palm tree at the bloke. That's what it felt like. Yeah. With those big Damn. forearms, it is. Yeah, it's not the first time he's done mean. that, is it? No, uh, he's done shoulders before. He's yeah. gone shoulder first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. he's been he's been a flop this year. He was yeah. good last year as well. Yeah. yeah. The Dragons, look, I I thought Dragons could sneak into the eight this year with the uh, money ball recruitment they had. However, it looks like they're trying to get rid of Hook now. So, as their you coach. Know, so. With, um, with them, if they had used Jaden Sullivan earlier, how good's he going? Like, seriously, you can't tell me that McCulloch is, is good enough to be a first grader anymore. And Mate, I they, reckon, they reckon Sullivan's going to the dogs. Because Mate, uh, they, they re-signed Teletau Amon, who was supposedly going to go to the Dolphins, who's also playing well, by the way. Mate, how many tries is that bloke scoring recently? Yeah. He's scoring braces good. and hauls all over the shop. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Jaden Sullivan stood out to me in this game. I, w- I was watching, I was going, geez, good. Look, he's just too good to be not playing first grade. Do you know he's what I mean? Like He's electric. Look, if, for me, if they were smart, I'd just move Ben Hunt to, to hooker. Ben Hunt, I know, I know he's killing it, right? But I think he'd just be more. I like him at hooker better. Mm. So Ben Hunt at hooker, Jaden Sullivan at halfback, and and uh, Amon at five eight. You know, mm. and Mate. Sloan to fullback. They need it. Surely they need to get Sloan back playing first grade. Yeah, yeah mate. He must be. He must be uh, out of sorts because Ramsey's playing pretty good. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't think Hook likes him. That's the mail I'm getting from their forums, which people are getting the shits with. But, you know, because he had a couple of games where his defensive lapses were evident because he's a kid pretty yeah, much. But they're doing things like bringing him off the bench. Like, he's either starts or he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Their, their season's written off too. Like, mate, from, yeah, from 10th down, those if those teams play each other, it's not interesting unless it's the Titans and Tigers because they've got a wooden spoon playoff. It's just bleh, whatever. But, um, Jack, Bird, Jack, Jack Bird's been playing good the last couple of weeks as well, like mm-hmm. noticeably good, I, th- I feel. Um, for the Titans, man, I thought they played pretty good. I know the score doesn't really show that, but, mate, Campbell has solidified himself as the fullback. Um, Brimson playing 5'8". He's playing well. He's making breaks all over the shop. Um, mate, I even think that uh, Fafita's playing pretty good last couple of weeks. Yes, he has. There's- there's talk that um, there's talk that next year he's out and out going to be playing the lock and they're going to try and make him into 
more of a middle than an edge and try and do what what he does with his footwork before the line in the middle of the field. I've um I read that they're trying to turn him into Jason, Jason Tomalolo, Tomalolo. and yeah. that they're going to offer him a two year extension for seven fifty per year. Mate, that I, I honestly reckon. I know. Look, I know we, we say he's a bust, but he's a bust because he was on a million. Mate, mm. seven fifty. He's that's that's unders. I reckon that's unders for him. Well, you know what? I think he should. I think he should be signing it. Oh, he shouldn't. He shouldn't just sign it. If someone offers him more money, go ahead. But I think that's what he's, he's going to stay there because he worth. likes those guys. He's mates yeah. with those guys. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah. Do you know he's you know, you know not playing well? Just before you go on, Clarky, sorry, Mo Fodawaker, he's fallen off the planet. Yeah, mate, he was playing Origin two years ago, and now he's just not being touted in that top echelon of forwards at all, as prop forwards. Nah. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Nah. I liked him. I liked how he played. He's just not firing. Just like there's a few players like that this year. Stefano Tukamanu for the Tigers is another one I thought would fire this he's year. Not even, he's, he's not even playing, though, Stefano. Yeah. He doesn't even play. Yeah, I think he's injured. But like he, you know, like just a year where you know you thought they were going to fire and they're just not even in the conversation. Uh, Clark, are you going to I say didn't watch, I, yeah, I didn't watch this game because I was at I was I was at North Sydney Oval watching Magpies play in reserve grade. Eighteenth um, band got inactive. Corey Thompson, what happened there? That was because Molo bloody annihilated took someone's head off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was that one. Okay. Yeah, he actually fine. just took his head off. He just grabbed his head and took it off. <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of Lego. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. How was the what, – you went to North Sydney Oval, Clarky. Talk about that. Yeah, mate, it was mad. It was um, it was a bit different because the last two years, well, two out of – because of COVID, I've been to Henson Park, my last two kind of trips that I've made for reserve grade. Um, this one was – North Sydney, it's, it was a lot different. Everyone was actually there to watch the football where Henson Park, everyone's just walking their dogs and reading books and speaking about politics. Um, <laughs> they were genuine, like, everyone there was, God damn. Wearing Birkenstocks. <laughs> um, everyone were genuine footy fans. You could tell the majority of the people were there were... Um, Grew up born and bred North Sydney fans who obviously haven't had a team in the NRL, so they kind of just go there f- every now and again. And mm. but it was good. There were a couple of diehard Magpie supporters that we sat next to, who, who I don't think have ever watched the West Tigers game. Yeah, like, that's cool. Just amongst two very diehard, hanging on for dear life for their club kind of people. But um, yeah, it was good. Mate, the North Sydney fans would be spewing. Why? Because they're they man. Oliver Gildart got elevated. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, like firstly, who won that game? Uh, North. It was twenty four. Mate, it was literally try for try for try. Twenty four twenty. Because they're both going well. The, no, the Magpies. No. no, the Magpies aren't. No. The, the Bears. The Bears. Who's first? Newtown's first off memory. The Parramatta Eels and Dogs and Panthers are in the top four. I think the Bears are fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, just 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 on those reserve grade games, did you see that highlight I sent you? Yeah, of, um, with uh, the we, Eels we, dog. We removed, we removed Greg. Fuck it. Yeah, sent off. Absolutely pulverized that poor bloke. Anyway, yeah, yeah. mate. Um, there's another question, Clarky. I know that we're I know we're on the Dragons Titans here, but 
we, we we're going to speak about the um the expansion bids in another episode uh, with the bears being one of those but do you think that these bears and newtown and magpie supporters that are there for those clubs and refuse to watch nrl do you think they care that they're feeding into you know the roosters and sharks and tigers respectively I think it's I think it's a bit different for everyone. I, I think the the people who like those the guys who are standing near me, these West supporters, they they're just like as far as I think in their mind, as far as they're concerned, their their club has their club only plays reserve grade. Like yeah. they haven't moved on. Where like my family, like my brother, my dad, my uncles, they they all we were West supporters. Now we're West Tigers supporters. Like we're always magpies at heart, yada, yada, yada. But we still, we have a team where these dudes who were sitting beside us, they they were like, our club got murdered still, um, in 1999. Do yeah. the Tigers still have the magpie on their sleeve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's bigger now. It's bigger than when it, what it was. Like It was like a now, massive issue. It's actually physically bigger than what it was. Nick, that was like oh. a gigantic issue for the board. Because the Tigers right. are run by the Magpies now, like they they bankroll the club, the West Tigers. Yeah. They're like, we want the Magpie to be more significant because you know the emblem is named after the Tigers. I know that West is in there, but like we want the Magpie to be shown. So that a big issue was how big is the Magpie going to be on the jersey? Just the, I think you know, I just think the, big the, issues. the Tigers, the Tigers as a club. I think if that's the case, they're worried about the wrong things. They should be worried about winning games. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so do, so do certain people that we've spoken to from that club. But anyway, guilty. The three, two, ones for the Dragons Titans game. We just wait. We just like gone on a tangent there. That's all right. I was eating a, a double chop Tim Tam. Just give me one second. I can hear Mate, you, Jack Chewy. Three, Jaden Sullivan, two, and Bo Firma. I forgot to talk about him. How good's he going? Yeah, he's in my super coach team. He's doing me a good job. Yeah, I've got him as well. You've got him as a tenner, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How's your Tim Tam, by the way? Um, yeah, bloody delicious, actually. The double yeah. double chop, mate. <laughs> anyway, game eight, the final game of the round, boys. Uh, the only other game that was kind of bearable to watch, I felt. The ninth place Canberra Raiders defeated the 14th place Newcastle Knights 28 to 22. Down 22 to 8 at the halftime break. The Raiders did a reverse faders as they scored 20 unanswered points in the second half, which saw Canberra ride all the momentum. They were dominant in the second half. It was all them. Uh, the Raiders boys, with this victory, they kept their final hope, finals hopes alive. However, they did it the hard way, and I would hate to be a Canberra fan in those circumstances, but good to see that they've kept it, kept the competition exciting, and they honestly are in a very strong position to snatch a spot. But what happened here? They did a reverse faders, like I said. The first half, they just didn't turn up. And they were like, shit, we need to win. I think they're showing, like, I I know you're calling them the faders, but I think they've shown, like, they only play 40 minutes. And I only watched, I I got home at halftime of this, and I'm like, I reckon the camera. I reckon Canberra put thirty points on in the second half, and I think they end up putting on twenty-two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how confident. Like that's they'd be a frustrating team to watch. But 
I had I had confidence though because they were like they can they play shit for forty and good for forty and they just left their forty their shit forty at the start this time. Yeah, and I, know, I know what happened. I know what happened, mate. Hey? So I know what happened with this one. I know why they came out and killed it in the second half. Go. So when they walk, walked into the change room, Ricky, Ricky sat him down and called him all week gutted dog. I knew you were gonna say something. I knew you were gonna say something funny like that. Such a dickhead. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I yeah, listen, you weak gutted dog. Pull it out. Put your fingers out. You're versing eleven year olds now. They're all weak. Um, <laughs> the the Hudson Young uh, solo effort try. I think that started there the role for Canberra. They're like, oh, we can score however we want. And then bang, 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 bang. They just rolled with it. So, yeah. Sorry, Knights fans. No good this year. I thought... You know, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Who is it? One of the second rowers did a rib injury during the warm-up for the Knights. Um, Who was it? Uh, Nah, can't remember. Who are the starting second rowers for the Knights usually? He came across from the Dragons. Frizzell. Frizzell did a rib in the warm-up. Oh, God. How did he do a rib in the warm-up? I, I don't, they didn't explain it. They just said, Frizzell's out, he's done a rib. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, look, I've got not, nothing to add for this one. Uh, the Raiders just, like I said, they they came out when it mattered and I'm excited for them to snatch a spot. Uh, I've had a few DMs from mates and, uh, you know, followers of the podcast who are like, oh, you, you guys don't really give the Roosters or Broncos much love, but we just prefer the Raiders. Wah. So too bad. <laughs> um, hey, this is one thing I want to bring up. What did yep. you think about the uh, the Knights' tactic to get Kalen Ponga out of the, the headlines by going after their own Bradman Best and Anara Tuali for not – for not getting to the, the bus within the desired 20 minutes allocated. Drop think, them. Look, we're going to speak about a, the drug test. It is a joke. We're going to speak about the drug testing in the bunker review, Guilty. But I found it interesting that the Knights are potentially just going to brush it, which is, I think, bad culture, considering they just dropped those two players for missing the bus by six minutes. And... They're like, oh, but the captain's all good. Like he can, you know, go into a cubicle with Kurt Mann, which funnily enough has its own plaque, a fan-made plaque, which someone installed in the cubicle at the Hotel Delaney. I think it's fucking hilarious that someone made that, (laughs) but they're going to not sanction them. It's a bad PR lesson and it's a bad cultural backlash for the Knights, I think. So... Oh, well, mate, as long as they're punishing the blokes who are late for the bus, I don't care. You know, they're doing good tonight. <laughs> well, we don't know what they did in the bathroom, did we, Guilty? He was helping no, we don't. Mate. We don't. We don't. And it could have been anything. They could have just been going in there and, Paying I mean, obviously, Kurt Mann was probably just giving uh, Kalen a little bit of a buck rub as he did a vomit because they'd been there for all of 15 minutes in the pub. So he was obviously really sick. Well, they walked out with drinks. They walked out with drinks in hand each too. Maybe they're just crossing swords. Maybe. Anyway, uh, let's move it on. Uh, Guilty, the Akasha MVP 3-2-1s for the Raiders Knights. 3-2-1s. Hudson Young playing very well. Still don't know if he's representative standard like, like Freddie's talking about. Uh, Tarpanay two with a with a with a needle in the ribs still killed it was easily the best prop out there, and um, as much as they criticise him, David Clemmer man he is 
mean, he's their best prop. He's been their best player all year, the, mm-hmm. the Knights. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. If another team could get him sort of semi-cheap, he'd be a good buy because he runs for 170 metres every game. Yeah, I'm with you. Boys, rapid-fire tips for round 24, the Penn ultimate round before finals football, starting with Clarkie as usual. Game one, the Broncos versus the Eels at Suncorp Stadium. It's got to be the Eels, but Christ. They they won last week, so they won't win this week. But I'm still going the Eels. Yeah. Mate, we're good at Suncorp. Eels. I'm picking the Eels too because they're good against the Broncos in general. So yeah. Yeah. picking the Eels. Uh, game two, the Panthers versus the Warriors at Penrith. God. God. My God. Penrith. Yeah, I think Penrith. Penrith doesn't matter who Penrith use. Penrith. I think if I think the Panthers will throw out a reserve grade side here and still win. That's that's what they're gonna do. And they should do that. Uh game three, the Storm versus the Roosters at Melbourne. Blockbuster. That was Storm just because it's a Melbourne. Yeah. Um what did I say before? Who did I say I was gonna pick? The Storm. I think the Storm. Yeah, I think the Storm as well. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Roosters. You know what? This is all I can say to you. This is, Nelson is going to be running at Walker. It's going to be the Storm. Yep. That's fair enough. I'm going to pick the Roosters because I have no ties to this tipping comp anymore. I'm getting pumped. Uh, the Raiders versus Sea Eagles is game four at Canberra. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders. Game five, the Sharks versus the Bulldogs at Cronulla. Sharks. Mate, Sharks. I mean... Bulldogs got to pull their finger there. They do, but I'm picking the Bulldogs. Uh, game six, the Rabbitohs versus the Cowboys at Homebush. Big game, Clarky. Rabbits. Yeah, I'm picking the Rabbitohs. I reckon there's going to uh, – if it's an upset, it's an upset. I just think that, you know, I think the Rabbitohs are on in playing playing tougher teams on their way through. Mm. I am picking the Rabbitohs. Yes, picking the Rabbitohs as well. Uh, game seven, the Tigers versus the Dragons at Parramatta. These last two games suck. Tigers versus Dragons at Parramatta in a blockbuster. A blockbuster of sucking. Dragons. Yeah, I'll go Dragons. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Do- – Dewey had a bad game this week. I, we didn't mention that. Mm. And um, I haven't seen him play two bad games in a row. But I'm, I'm going to go Dragons, but I reckon it be closer than people think. Yeah, I'm picking Dragons. I think they'll smack him. And the other blockbuster of sucking, the Titans versus the Knights at the Gold Coast. I'm going to go the Titans. Mm. Yeah, I'm going terrible. I'm picking Titans. I'm going Titans. This will be the the nail in the coffin for the Tigers winning that spoon will be this week, I think. Nick. Oh, Nick. It's only me and you for around the grounds right now, which we're going to check into. Obviously, Clark had to step out. He... He, he, he apologizes for missing his favorite segment, but he just has to step out during this time. He has to. But anyway, yeah. this is. Uh, kids, mate. What go, is it? Sweet kids here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it's Around the Grounds, the segment for all non NRL related rugby league coverage. And we will start with the Super League. Now, there's three rounds to go. Guilty. They've just yep. completed round 24. So here is the ladder. St. Helens are first on 40 points. Wigan are second on 34 points. Huddersfield are third on 31 points. 
Catalans are fourth on 28 points. The Leeds Rhinos have crept right up the ladder. They are now fifth after a shit start to the season. They are on 25 points. The Southford Red Devils are the, I guess, the most improved as well from a club stance point. They are sixth on 24 points. The Castleford Tigers are also on 24 points. They are seventh due to four and against. Hull KR and Hull FC are eighth and ninth respectively on 20 points. Warrington Wolves and Wakefield Trinity on 16 points at 10th and 11th. And Toulouse Olympic are 12th on 10 points. St. Helens, uh, one victory away or one draw away from claiming the league leader shield, which is the minor premiership equivalent. Toulouse Olympic, however, are 99.99% sureties to be relegated after their inaugural season in the Super League. Pretty shit news there, Guilty. Whilst we're on Toulouse, Corey Norman, the ex-NRL bad boy, has been banned for eight matches for doing a hopawadi during their round 23 match against Warrington Wolves, which was played last week. This is the second year in a row that this has happened in the Super League. Kenny Edwards in 2021 copped a 10-match ban when he did a hopawadi on Sam Cassiano. So for your information, the listeners and fans, the OG Hopawati <laughs> incident occurred 21 years ago where he copped 12 games. Mate, what? Hey, Dan, I don't even know what a Hopawati incident is. Can you tell us? It's when you stick your fingers in someone's ass. <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. And you obviously know what it is. You just invaded yeah, me. But anyway, yep. um, that's for those that don't know. It, that's what they did. And I don't know why players do it. Why the fuck are you sticking your fingers up another player's ass in a tackle? I don't get it. Mate, it's just obviously, you know, it's right there and they just, you know, can't help themselves. They want to give a little dab. Fuck, we did. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, he's out He's out for eight weeks and, you know, apparently another Super League club was looking at him and now they don't want to touch him. So, sorry, Corey. You might have to retire again. But anyway, guilty. We're going to move over to the championship division. So, as a reminder to our listeners, this is the division below Super League where the winner of this comp gains promotion, which will effectively replace Toulouse Olympic in 2023. But this morning, Guilty, the Lee Centurions made a statement recording a 100-4 to point victory over York City Knights. 100 points to four, Guilty. Yeah, that's big. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Mate. Who's playing for that team? So for York City or for Lee? The team that won. Okay, so their recruitment – so Adrian Lamb's the head coach and their yeah. recruitment their recruitment prior to the season and during the season has just, like, you know, skyrocketed. So they've got Blake Ferguson, Chris Ninu, Josh Charnley, Kayla Bacons, Lachlan Lamb, John Asiata, Edwin Ipapi. They're, they're, they're their main marquee players. Yeah. They've stacked the side. So – yeah. They've lost one game that was early in the year to Featherston. They now yeah. have a five-point buffer from second place, uh, being Featherston Rovers. But I think they're going to easily take out the competition and return to the Super League in 2023. That's yeah, right. That's embarrassing, mate. Hundred to four, fuck, we did. That's more than a point a minute. Yeah. Anyway, mate, over to the NRLW round one results. The Roosters defeated the Eels 38-16. to Now, I watched 
the minis for these games, Guilty. Uh, I couldn't actually yeah. watch them live. So the standouts for each game. So the Roosters Eels. The Roosters halfback, Racy McGregor, and their fullback, Sam Bremner, mate, they're the standouts for the Roosters so far. It's all about consistency, obviously, but, mate, they killed it. And the Eels only had a couple consolations, but I, I don't know if you end up watching the, the the highlights of this game or you just watch the, the five-minute highlights, Guilty. But, um, yeah, I'll, watch, I'll watch the highlights, that's it. Yeah. Mate, over to the Dragons-Titans. Uh, the Dragons won 26 to 12. Tegan Berry, who is the Dragons winger, as well as the Dragons fullback and Dalian medalist, Emma Tonegato, they were the standouts. In the third and final game, the Newcastle Knights defeated the Brisbane Broncos 32 points to 14. Now, everyone's tipping the Knights to be the bigger, the biggest improvers this comp. They won the wooden spoon in the 2021 version. They made two key signings, Tamika Upton and the other Dalian medalist being Millie Boyle from the Broncos. I think they're crucial to their premiership hopes. But the biggest standout from this match was a 17-year-old named Jessie Southwell. She scored a fucking crazy try. Oh, no, sorry. She she set, she set did a lot. She scored a, a try, but she set up a try from a line break where she bunts the fullback. And she is the youngest player to debut in the NRLW ever. So all power to yeah, her, right. mate. Yeah. Got a bit of superstar, obviously. Yeah, she will. But, mate, guilty. Moving over to the New South Wales yes. Cup. The New Zealand Warriors, after three long years without an appropriate pathway for their reserve grade players due to COVID, uh, they will be re-entering into the New South Wales Cup competition as well as the SG Ball under-18s competition from 2023 onward. Slade Griffin will coach the reserve grade side and Adam Blair will coach the SG Ball side. How good's that? Yeah, it is good. Mate, they, they've copped it due to COVID and we've spoken about the ramifications it would have had on New Zealand Rugby League had it prolonged. I think it's had an effect regardless, but they're in recovery mode now. But this is a great start. That's it. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. But we'll bring Clarkie back, eh? Okay. Okay. All right, boys, let's get into our final segment, the Sideline Stories Bunker Review, presented by our beer sponsor, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company. We'll start with our Instagram fan poll results from last week. Not many to go through this week, boys. So, four topics. 67% believe that the Tigers will win the spoon. We're with you. We're all with you. It's going to happen. Uh, that will be their first, just for those that are unaware. I know the Tigers fans are aware and they don't want it, but I think you're going to get it, unfortunately. Uh, topic number two, only 55% are in support of the player loan system in the NRL. Guilty. Didn't get your thoughts on this one. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh, they, they're changing it back, aren't they? They're, they're going back so to what it used to be. Where you... They're doing the June 30 deadline instead of August 1, but this player loan yeah. system might be ratified still. They just need to yeah. work it out. Uh, look, I, I think I, I sort of liked it when it first came. I can't remember what I've said before. I, I liked it when it first came in. Like I think it depends. If you release a player like uh, Tavita Pangai was to the Panthers, 
last year. I sort of understand that that's 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 good. That or well, there's no issues with that because he didn't have a team mm. or lodge. But I don't like the idea of like you know the the storm have come out recently and said that you know they were after Dewey, and then there there's rumours that if they can't get Munster, they're going to go after Dewey. You know, so I don't. I, don't, I think it's a bit. Nah, I just don't like it. it. Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I kind of get it. It's a it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it happens in the soccer yeah. all the time, but it, it usually has to benefit both clubs. And look, it does. Even with Nofaluma going to the Storm, it does. But Nofaluma is also like, oh, I might stay. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't want you to go. How can he going? Yeah, he's going. He's going well. And you know, you know what he said the other day? He said, I'm going to cry when I play my first finals game because for the last 10 years, he hasn't been able to with the Tigers. So, yeah. Anyway, third one. Seventy-two uh, percent believe that the New South Wales government should fork out the funds for stadiums. Twenty-eight percent believe that the NRL should. Mate, whoever's saying that the NRL should just don't get it. You you don't get it. Mate, look, look, the state should, but it's a it's a bit of an interesting one because, mate, if there's a natural disaster, <laughs> you got to spend the money on what you got to spend the money on. Like, no. I get that, but. There, there are funds allocated to them. Yeah, they might not get it. Like they need to get it eventually. Like it's just being pushed back and pushed back yeah, and pushed back. But you can't I don't say mind that. you can't say you're not getting it. Like they. Yeah, I don't mind that, but I don't. I don't also don't like Valini's coming out and saying what he said. It was it was a bit uncouth and unclassy. Anyway, well, eight hundred. I know what you're saying, but look, eight hundred mil is supposed to go to the like to the, the stadiums. It's not to the NRL. It's the stadiums. The NRL yeah, has right. lobbied lobbied them and said, you know, we're the major code here. Don't give it all to ANZ, give it to these four suburban grounds. And the government's gone, we'll give it to one. And then the rest of the money is going to go, the 500 mil that's remaining is going to go to somewhere else. And he's like, but, but that's that's money. And he goes, the reason why we wanted to redistribute the funds to suburban grounds is so that union and A-League and community uh, sports can use the grounds too. There's, yep. there's lots of benefits to... Upgrading yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't deny. It. I'm just saying that in this particular instance, it's just unfortunate timing due to what's happened. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. The last one. This is one that I want to kind of poke more questions at. So, 76% still support the no-fault stand-down policy after Manasi Fainu was found guilty of stabbing someone. Now, guilty. I know you're not particularly a fan of the no-fault stand-down policy. Is that still accurate? Yeah, 100%. And, and, and the reason being is that the AFL, the AFL don't do it. Well, it's, the NRL is the first code, I think, ever to do this. Yeah, I, I don't like it because, you know what, in, in Australia, innocent until proven guilty, and I just don't, I don't like it. All right, all right, let me put this forward to you then. Brett Finch, if he was a player... Yep. Oh, okay. If he was a player, Clark, hear me out, hear me out. If he was a player right now, everyone yep. would be chomping at the bit to stand him down because he was charged for distributing child porn and yep. got found guilty of one count of that this week. So yep. everyone would have said, oh, it's so great. that you, Like, why is he still playing? Imagine he was a player. What would you say then? Yeah, look, I mean, I would say that you're innocent until proven guilty, mate. That's what I'd say. I've said that the whole time. Look, and, I, and you know what? Look, it is what it is. It's a shit situation, and that's a that's an odd thing that might happen once every fifty years with regards to Brett Finch. Mm. Um, I don't think I don't like if he was playing. I don't think he'd last very long out there, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, 
Mate, um, back on the no fault team. Yeah. Hey, hey, especially with all those Christians. <laughs> oh my god! Mate, going back to Manasi Fainu now. He's on, he's um, obviously still in the no fault stand down policy. Mate, the NRL came out and warned players to not use hand signs to support Fainu during NRL matches. So only during broadcasting of NRL games, they said don't support him. Now, Harmoli Olakuatu, you you mentioned it earlier today. He threw up a sixty-one to represent Guildford's postcode. That's where they're from, as well as uh, you know his hands in imaginary handcuffs in last week's match against the Gold Coast Titans. Now, this is all in support of Fainu, Obviously, I just want to get your take on the NRL stance of you know if you do it, you're going to get in trouble. Do you think that's fair, or do you think he they should be able to support Fainu? Um, look, w- w- was he innocent? Was he innocent until proven guilty when Golakawada did it? No, no, no he, he, got found the, he, got, he got found guilty, and then and then Olakawada did it. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a bit of bringing the game into disrepute, I guess. That so that's different, it's just timing. That, that's like, I don't understand why you can't just call the bloke or. Well, he's in jail. You can call the jail and speak to Manasi and be like, mate, we support you. Why do you have to do it in such a public forum? Yeah, look, I mean, look, it's funny. Well, it's not funny. Obviously, it's a serious matter, but there's still talk that they're going to they're gonna um, reapply to the courts. Look, I don't want to get into it, but they're going to reapply to the courts and who knows what happens next. You know, he's, right. And then he's innocent and then he's okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 yeah. But look. I think if uh, on that topic that I brought up, I think if a player wants to support the player and they want to do it on their social media accounts, even I think that's fine. I yeah, think I it's fair. I think it's fair that the NRL have gone. Listen, we don't want you to do it during an NRL match. So if you score well, a try, how about this? It, how about how about this? Is it a gang symbol? Is it a gang symbol? Is that well, what that is? Well, the NRL's lobbying lobbying you know with the police against this postcode war crap. That you know, for you. No, no, I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. But is it a gang symbol? Is it something no, the no, gangs no. use? No, 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 no. Oh, well. what are we doing? Like seriously. Hmm. Anyway, we'll move on to this week's topics, boys. We've got three. Topic number one. After last week's cubicle cubicle gate with Kalen Ponga and Kurt Mann, the NRL subjected the Knights pair to targeted drug testing. Now, I'm going to go through the drug, the NRL's drug testing policy, and I want to see if you boys agree with it. So the NRL utilizes a three-strike policy for illicit substances. The first strike, you receive counseling and a suspended fine and anonymity from the public. So there's your name doesn't get dropped. Second strike, a 12-match ban and a fine, and the public knows about it. The third strike is likely contract termination. There is no drug testing in the off-season or on your days off. So I think every play gets Wednesdays off, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, I'm not 100% on which day it is every week. Thoughts, boys, of this policy? What do you reckon? Yeah, it's been around for ages. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's been around for ages. I think it's fine. Guilty? I don't have any issues with it. Um, Look... I, I don't think I don't think I think as long as it's not performance enhancing, I don't really care to be honest. I mean, with regards to you know, yeah, that's my opinion. 
Man, I'm, with, I'm with you. With Andrew Jones doing what he's doing, and they, that some people come out and go, Andrew Jones was a drug cheat. No, he wasn't. He was on all sorts of nose candies and nose beers, and that's not going to help him play. Imagine if he wasn't on those things. Yeah. He would be an immortal immortal. Yeah. Mate, I, I, I actually like it. I think 12 weeks is very, very severe, to be fair. But, mate, Ben Barber's the last one I can think of that copped it after the Sharks won the 2016 grand final. Uh, he copped the 12-week ban. So is that too harsh, 12 weeks? Like the way that you, you boys are in support, in support of it. Okay. Think- is, 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 so if, if it was marijuana, if they're smoking marijuana and they get done, is it 12 weeks? The, the first strike is nothing. You just get a strike. No, I know that. I know that. But second is it one, second one. Second, yeah, yeah. It's, for, it's, any it's, drug, for any drug? Any illicit drug, yeah. Nah, uh, it's too long. Anyway. I think so too. I think 12, I think 12 weeks is a bit long. So do I. I think maybe a month. Yeah. And then you get maybe you get four yeah. strikes, month, then three months, then maybe your contract gets ripped up. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll move it on, boys. Oh, actually, before I move it on, uh, Clint Newton, the RLPA president that we all just don't listen to, but he says stuff anyway. Um, he believes that the NRL have abused their power by <laughs> testing Kalen Ponga and Kurt Mann, and he wants testing abandoned. I say, okay. shut up. I say, I shut up, it. Clint Newton, because you got no idea I what you're talking about. Yeah, look, man, I, it's a hard one because they're on camera and, and what, what, are, what are the NRL meant to do? Do you know what I mean? But um, – and then they broadcast it. Like maybe if they'd done it, if they'd done it without telling everyone they were doing it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, man, it, I don't like the idea of targeted testing. I think you've got to – you know, it should be random. They should be doing it more often. I mean, seriously, if these folks are doing what they're doing, everyone thinks what they're doing, I mean, surely you can get them randomly. Well, mate, they, I, I think they know when and when not to test. But, you know, I think they also warn them subliminally, you know, when it's random. And then they don't test them in the off-season. So there's a lot of time. They want to get on the nose beers. Like, bro, do it. Just do it in off-season. Like, why you got to do it during the season? It makes no yeah. sense to me. Anyway. Topic two, boys. The NRL have flagged the idea of adopting a Super Bowl-type model for future grand finals after they signed a one-year deal for the NRL Grand Final to be played in New South Wales. That's this year, by the way. So this deal comes after the protracted talks about the government, the New South Wales government, funding stadium upgrades coming to a standstill. Peter Volandi stated that with the government potentially reneging on upgrading suburban grounds after they had promised those funds that the NRL will consider shopping the Grand Final around to the highest bidder every year. Thoughts? Clarky. I don't like it. I know you don't like it because you're traditionalist, this, but like, do you see where, do you see why and where he's coming from, Peter Volandis? I don't. It should be in, in New South Wales. And if it can't be done in New South Wales, it should be done in Queensland. End of story. Clarky. Oh, so if, if it can't be done in New South Wales, yeah, but COVID's yeah, but, over. It's, yeah, it's in New it South Wales. So you, yeah. You don't see the AFL moving the AFL Grand Final from the MCG. It just it just would never it wouldn't even be spoken about. Yeah, 
that's one thing that they do well. They look that, that in my opinion, they just go, This is the way it is. We protect our players, they're innocent till proven guilty. We're only playing in grand finals where we always play them. End of story. It's not up for debate. This is just how it is. That's why they the AFL are successful, you know. And you got the NRL flipping and flopping all over the shop. Oh, well, maybe we'll go to Queensland, or maybe we'll do this, or maybe we'll go to Western Australia. Let's move all the origins, you know? Like seriously. <laughs> I, like yeah, I, raise my, I just I raise my eyebrows when I don't know how much of an actual he he tries to he said he he tells all these stories about how he's a rugby league fan and how he's an immigrant and rugby league this that and the other when he first came here. I don't even everything he does indicates that he's not a rugby league fan. I think he's a rugby league fan. I just don't think he he knows how the game works, to be honest. I think he's very good at that sort of stuff. And, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to grow the game, but I think there's some things that you've got to, look, I don't know who his advisors are, but there's some, there's got to be an advisor going, nah, mate, that's just, you know, let's leave that. We don't need to touch that. It's working. You Do don't you need think- to touch things that aren't, aren't broken. Do you think he's um, saying all this stuff to just get his way, but. Oh, well, he had a tantrum the other day with regards to the, the stadium. So. Which Maybe I agree. Which jokes, I agree with. Jokes, no, I don't, I don't. I think it was. I think he looked like an idiot. He looked like a little child having a having a tantrum. That's exactly what some it of was. those jokes. I want the money. I want the money. Yeah. And, and you know what? There are people there with no houses, mate. He just looked like a dickhead. Anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Look, I, look. Obviously, from a bias perspective, I want the grounds to be upgraded. I get there's. Yeah, so I do I, but. I get there's other circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get that. They would have got – if we didn't have flooding where people lost their houses, it wouldn't have been an issue. That that happened. Unfortunately, the money goes somewhere else. And then he has a big spew and a whinge on media. He looked like an idiot. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. He did look silly because, yeah, he lost – the PR lesson was was lost there from him. But, yeah. yeah. Um, in regards to, you know, not not the reasons as to why, but just in general, if he wants to shop it to the highest bidder, it's going to be very controversial. Obviously, financially, it's good for the NRL, but yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see the grand final going outside of New South Wales. They'll come to some sort of agreement, and I think a lot of people will be like, "Uh, you know, we've got something here, which is tradition. It should stay here, but we'll wait and see, boys. Final topic. The NRL are set to revive the World Club Challenge by inviting the 2022 Super League Premiers to Australia next year. 2020 was the last time a World Club Challenge champion was crowned, that being the Sydney Roosters. But, boys, how do we feel about this revival of this concept? Great idea. I agree. 100% agree with you. I've obviously in an ideal world, I'd love the, I'd love it to be, you know, a week or two after the grand finals are done, but it just doesn't work like that. So it's a preseason fixture now. Uh, The only reason why I'd want it to be after the grand finals within the same year is because the same teams will be playing, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I don't care. As long as it happens preseason, no one gets injured, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Clarky, how do you feel about the revival? Yeah, I like it. Did it did it only stop because of COVID? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Awesome. Awesome. We're done. Boys, we're finished. How good's <laughs> that? <laughs> that's a very good topic. That was the quickest one ever. Um, boys, we're back. 
and I'm glad you came on again. Everyone else will be happy that you're back. It's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. A big thank you to our sponsors, Akasha, Rusty Penny, the Co, and to everyone tuning in to episode 65 for the return of the boys of the Cylon Story Rugby League podcast. That's a wrap from us here. Go the Bulldogs and anyone that faces the Australian Kangaroos at the World Cup. Go the Bulls. Go the Rabbitohs. Go the Eels. Go the Snakes. I'll see you later, you, you dogs. <laughs> <laughs> 